0: This is a Just Barbarian Things actual play podcast. Our role-playing games may contain themes and language that is not suitable for all audiences. You have been warned. Welcome back to our first story in the Call of Cthulhu game. Uh, Just to kind of recap from last time, I figured we'd talk a little bit about where you were, since in the last session we did a recap of your evidence, I think. We can do a recap of the action this time.
1: Yeah, last time I was in a basement with an animated Tibetan sacrificial ceremonial dagger.
0: So, you think out of character. Uh,
1: Right. Table talk. I think that that's what it is. But uh, Carl has no idea that that's what it is.
0: So, yeah, it had, as you had knocked on the wall to determine if there was a hollow point, you found one. And you were determined to break it down when a knife rose out of the debris on the floor and flung itself at you. You were able to dodge to the side and it stuck into the wall. You pulled it out of the wall and it wriggled free from your grasp and is currently hovering in midair point towards you.
1: Right. And about how far away from my face would you say it is? A few feet. Okay. So let's say three feet.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: Three feet away. So it's just right there. And I know from dodging this thing the first time, like like I kind of heard it rattle up out of the debris pile and then like I turned because of that and saw out of the corner of my eye that it shot across the room. I was able to dodge it and... So uh, what I'm trying to establish here is that I know that it can move very quickly. Yes. Okay. So three feet away is almost nothing for this thing. Right. Okay. That, yeah. That's all I'm trying to establish. All right. So we have kind of a standoff now. This thing is hovering there. True. Very dangerous. Very eerie. Okay. Okay. So, now what?
0: Alright, well now we are in a combat.
1: Oh, okay. We're in a combat situation.
0: So, the knife, wriggled free, is currently facing you in the air. Uh, What is your dex?
1: My dex is very high. It is 90.
0: Alright, that is really high. So, you will get to go first what do you want to do
1: all right so i I feel like this thing is kind of the key maybe a key component in my overall investigation what i'm trying to do here i don't know that it's necessarily a a guardian maybe like i want to necessarily subdue it not destroy it okay and i don't know however that again table talk I don't know if I have the you know, wits or what have you uh, for Carl to have the presence of mind to make that judgment call. So um, what stat would I check to determine if that's the case?
0: Well, to determine that what's the case exactly?
1: If If Carl would have the presence of mind to decide to try to subdue this thing rather than destroy it so he can examine it subsequently.
0: I mean, you can use your int if you want.
1: Okay, so his int is 75. Okay. So that's pretty respectable. I
0: mean, you can roll it if you want to.
1: Okay, so we're, we're going to find out if if Carl is, has the presence of mind to try to subdue this dagger so he can examine it later rather than uh, just destroy it as a threat outright. Okay, so his int is 75, so I want to roll under that. Is that right? Correct. Okay, so here we go. 62. So you make it. Not lower than his, you know, grand success numbers.
0: but Hard success.
1: Hard success, but, you know, respectable. Okay. Okay. So
0: So he's able to make that call.
1: Gotcha. Kind of shrewdly decide, all right, let's see what we can do with this thing.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So rather than going straight – for shooting it out of the air with his pistol. Um, what what would it take to kind of wrangle this thing into submission, do we think? Because it, it, it wriggled out of my grasp last time.
0: Right. I mean, that's really up to you. I can't help you with that.
1: So we're kind of, I, I just. I think we're kind of looking at a fighting brawl for that. Because there's not like a grapple sort of stat? It would be
0: a strength check.
1: Oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I might have to actually just resort to uh, to just trying to shoot it out of the um, air.
0: Let me look. You can use a fighting brawl if you want to, to grab the knife.
1: To sort of grab it and maybe stab it into the ground and, and right. hold it there. hmm Okay. Cool, uh, yeah. I'd like to try to do that if possible. Okay. Okay. So my fighting brawl is seventy-five. So I am gonna try to beat that. And all right, <laughs> I rolled a thirteen, so that is below the second little number. It's an
0: extreme success. Yes. All right. Um, and I rolled a failure. Oh. So you're two levels of success higher. Okay. At least.
1: That sounds good.
0: Yeah. So you, with the quickness that you can move, just snatch your hand forward and you're able to kind of maneuver deftly as you lunge forward to grab the handle oh. of the knife, not the blade. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, And you have it in your grasp. Oh,
1: I see okay and as as a dexterity kind of fighter you know he's not about you know strength on strength force on force type of fighting it's all about you know the 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 judo aikido type of redirect you know your opponent's force to your advantage so if if it's if the dagger's lunging at him, he's going to try to grab it and redirect it to stab into like a wooden wall or the earthen floor or Well, the wall like
0: is that behind that. you, so you could definitely do that.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I like to try to. to...
0: Well, you don't have to try. I mean, you can do that okay. if you want to. Okay.
1: I'll definitely redirect the force of its lunge into the wooden wall. Okay. So that that can assist me maybe in subduing it.
0: All right. So you push the tip of the blade into the kind of fitted planks of the wall behind you.
1: Okay. And I'm hoping that it kind of sticks there so that it has a hard time wrenching its way out.
0: Let's roll a strength check to see how far you can push it into the wall.
1: Okay. Strength is not my strong suit. (laughs) I know. And I have to beat a 50.
0: That's not bad, though.
1: 46. There you go. So
0: so yeah, you're able to put it far enough into the wall that it's, you know, pretty secure at this point. You can see it's like wriggling and wiggling, but it's pretty well stuck into the wood.
1: With a satisfying thunk, so to speak. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it, if I feel like this thing is kind of grappled, kind of restrained... For a turn. Right. You know, I want to see if I can examine it at all and learn anything about it.
0: Okay. Well, what do you want to do?
1: I think that the first thing I would do is uh, see if it, you know, ticks off any of my occult knowledge, um, you know, uh, boxes, so to speak. Okay. Which is fairly low. But still something that is worth, you know, exploring. Okay. So I'm going to roll a colt. Is that right?
0: Yeah, you can. That's what you offered.
1: Okay. So that's 30. So I'm going to try to beat a 30. Um, I rolled zeros across the board. What does that mean?
0: That's a hundred, which is a <laughs> critical failure. <laughs> okay. Which means if you haven't already, you can check that box. Oh. Because you learn from failure.
1: That's actually pretty awesome, which is something that makes this system, (laughs) you know, because
0: that reflects real life. Right. You 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 know know so little about this that it actually embarrasses you into study. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically how that works. You
1: know, that's the kind of guy that Carl is. You'd look at this dagger and be like, I have no beeping idea what is going on with this thing. If I live through this, I'm going to look it up. Could be important.
0: You've never seen anything like this before. You've never heard of anything like this before. I mean, you're probably pretty shaken by the fact that a dagger is flying around at you in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not really in a state where you can easily... Make that determination, and just to be fair, you were saying you got a ten and a double zero, right?
1: I got a ten on my, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 10 digits, and a double zero, yeah, on my okay. tens place. Just making sure. A ten on my ones place, and a double zero on my tens place. Okay. Sorry, these dice are heck of confusing.
0: <laughs> Sorry, barbarians. <laughs> we can get you a D one hundred if you want. You know,
1: I might have to get one of those ping pong ball things for my <laughs> self. <laughs>
0: A little shaker. Okay. So you you've subdued the knife, you think, to mm. the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but you at this point do not know anything about it, other okay. than it is a crazy, perhaps magical knife of some kind.
1: Alright. It it seems again with my level of intelligence, it seems to have a degree of sentience. Is that right? Like it or is it just wildly attacking anything that moves?
0: I think with your occult role, you don't know if it's being controlled or if it's sentient.
1: Okay. Um, I'd like to see if it understands overwhelming force. like you know, does it know like, hey, you need to settle down or you're gonna be destroyed or if it cares? And what I propose is, like, if I can hold it in place with, you know, by by leaning against it, you know, like I have the, the handle gripped in one hand, but then I lean into it with my body weight into the wood to sort of keep it from wriggling free. I can draw my pistol with the other hand and place it against the, like, you know, the end of the, the handle that is the the heads, of you know, the sculpted faces right. on it. And see if it understands my intention. Like, hey, settle down. You know, you have a gun to your head, so to speak. And if you don't stop acting up, I'm going to be forced to destroy you.
0: Okay. So you do all of those things. Okay, cool. And you have your hand on the blade because you're pushing it into the wood as you do this? Um
1: no i was thinking of holding the handle with like one hand not not necessarily the blade
0: well what i mean is you have a hand on the knife yes so you don't feel it wiggling anymore
1: okay okay so it seems like it under it seems like it understands overwhelming force like you know it co- stopped
0: moving okay okay
1: Okay, so I have this thing um, subdued, but I looked at it with, you know, this is completely out of my my realm here. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that is going to allow me to gather any more information about this,
0: maybe at a point where you have time to really look into it. Okay. But at this point, with your adrenaline going and everything, you don't think that you'd be able to glean much more about it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think at this point, I'm just going to have to put it down.
0: Well, I mean, it's in the wood.
1: Oh, it's stuck and it stopped moving? Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'd like to back away from it, kind of covering it with my pistol. Sure. Like, ready to shoot it if it moves at all. Sure. Like, if I see it wiggle...
0: Make a spot-hidden roll.
1: Spot-hidden. Okay. Spot-hidden is not among my remarkable talents. So I have to beat a 25. So this is a steep order right here. But we succeeded. I got a 17.
0: All right. Have you already checked that skill? I have. Okay. So you, I'm assuming you have your kind of lantern, your lamp in one hand. Okay, yeah. And your gun in the other. So uh, that you can see. Yes. Or you put your lantern down or something. Or something yeah. or put
1: it on the floor, you know. I don't
0: know. I'm asking.
1: I feel like I'm in a basement. So I would have like looked around on any of the wooden, you know, pillars or whatever that support the house above it. Mm-hmm. And I would have hung the the lantern from a hook or similar or nail in one of these that would have been there for such a purpose, given that this is an old timey type of cellar slash basement. But if none such exists, I would have just put it on the floor.
0: Okay. So you have your lantern hung up then.
1: If possible. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you're covering it with your weapon and you know, you're squinting your eyes in the half dark to see if you can notice any movement or any changes in its position and you don't see it moving at all
1: okay i feel like this thing just had to be uh defeated you had to show it who's boss you know or or destroy it i don't know i i I, as carl i feel as though hmm yes that'll do it
0: let's go ahead and roll a sanity just to see how you handle that whole knife flying at you thing
1: okay and sanity is up in this box right here where I have a 24 circled. So um, I also have 25 and 97. So I roll my max sanity of 25 or what, what am I doing here?
0: So what's your current sanity?
1: 24.
0: Okay. You want to roll under that.
1: Okay. So I have to beat my current sanity for a sanity roll. I failed. 43. 43.
0: All right, roll 1d4, please.
1: Ooh, 1d4, coming right up.
0: Two. All right, you lose two sanity. Yikes. Especially, I mean, having tried to examine it and everything, everything about it just freaks you out. You have no idea how this could have happened. Even in your occult study, you've never really heard of something like this. And you're not prepared for it.
1: So I'm down to 22 now okay
0: alright so what would you like to do
1: um let's go back to the uh hmm. so this thing's stuck in the wood it's not moving uh, I don't know if I want to try pulling it out of the wood or not that seems a little foolhardy uh I'm trying to keep an eye on it, but let's go back to this the hollow section of the wall.
0: Okay, it's kind of next to the area where the knife is.
1: Okay, so I, I found this hollow area right in the wall, and and this is just kind of um, is it plastered over or like...
0: no? You have these kind of tightly fitted boards okay. that cover all of the walls.
1: If I recall correctly, I was able to prize these boards away with my hands previously.
0: No, those were the boards that were nailed onto the cabinet upstairs. okay. You have not tried to pry at these boards at all.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So, I'll try to pry at these boards with my hands. You know, not, not like my life depends on it, but... All right, make see, a
0: strength check to see what you can do
1: to test their strength okay are they better than strength 50 uh 47
0: all right so it definitely takes some effort um mostly to find purchase for your fingers because the boards are fit so well together
1: Ooh, quality craftsmanship
0: yeah Um, But with some working at it and especially kind of feeling along until you find like a warped area of the wood and things like that, you can start to pull the boards away and you see that there is a sizable kind of crawl space um, behind the wall. Okay. Uh, But it's very dark on the other side. Oh,
1: no. I'm going to need to take my lantern with me. If possible.
0: I mean... You, you have two hands. You can do whatever you want. <laughs>
1: For now. <laughs> okay. I'll retrieve the lantern. I'd like to retrieve the lantern and explore the crawl space.
0: All right. So you're going to pull down more boards? Yes. Okay. So as you pull down more boards, I want you to make a spot-hidden roll. Ooh.
1: So... Fun fact, pro tip, spot hidden is important in these games. At least you in this You said that game. last time, too. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Ooh. I rolled a 15. Oh, so close. But better than, than my main score.
0: Okay. So it's a success. Yes. So you are able to spot before they startle you. Um, a pack of rats in the wall that kind of scurries out of the hole that you've made towards the light and like runs up the stairs past you and stuff like that. Okay. All right. So the rats scurry past you. You kind of like move out of the way suddenly, but they don't catch you too off guard. You were able to see their little beady eyes shining back at you in the lantern light.
1: And they don't attack or
0: anything. So. They do not.
1: Okay. They're just scared, vacating the area. Yep. Okay.
0: I mean, unless you're going to try to stand in their way or something. Uh,
1: no, I'm going to. I'd like to jump out of their way. Like, yeah. Let's rats. just make a
0: general dexterity check. Okay.
1: Uh. <laughs> Here we go 44. So, yeah. Yeah, you're fine.
0: Easily. So you kind of just like. Take a quick two-step back, and they scurry (laughs) past you. Okay. Um, And you continue to pry down boards until you have a hole big enough for you to fit through. All right. To get into the crawl space, which in the light of your lantern looks like it spans the rest of the under house.
1: Okay. So I, I can't see the end of the crawl space from here? it's just kind of fades. No, you darkness. can. I
0: mean, you have enough light with your lantern that you can see that it appears to match the shape and size of the house above. Okay. You found the rest of the basement, basically.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to uh, en- enter the crawl space with my lantern.
0: All right. So as you move forward, you see a couple of things. The floor here is earthen, just like the floor in the basement that you were in before. But you see that there is a couple of pieces of furniture in here.
1: So this isn't like a tunnel. This is like a little access through the wall to another room. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. All right. A little unclear on that.
0: Sorry. Sorry, I straight up told you that it was, like, the size of the rest of the house. <laughs> yeah,
1: not, not your fault. That was my bad. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: So there are a couple of pieces of furniture that you can see in the light of your lantern. There is a table in this room. There is also um, a simple wooden, well, really what looks like a pallet.
1: Oh okay like a pile of blankets on the floor where someone might sleep on the floor kind of a pallet or
0: No like a a wooden pallet Got
1: it okay
0: Um and you can see something lying motionless seemingly dead on the pallet
1: Oh all right Uh, uh yeah I'd like to investigate that mm-hmm. thing and walk up to it and shine the light more directly on it see if I can determine what it is.
0: So you walk towards the center of the room, towards where the pallet is, and you see a drawn wooden-looking figure of some six feet in length, skinny, naked, with ghastly wide saucer-like eyes and a nose like a knife blade. Uh, you see that there's a chain resting around his neck, and he's lost all of his hair, and his shrunken gums make his teeth look very long, uh, and you smell a sharp, sweet, churning scent, sort of like rotten corn.
1: Oh, no. No, this isn't good. <laughs> That's not good. I'm not happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what you wanted? This
1: is not what I wanted to find in here. What the heck is that thing? That d- No. This is awful.
0: So let's go ahead and make a sanity roll.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you think? (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to beat my even lowered sanity of 22. Yeah, no, that's a 60.
0: Okay, roll 1d8, please.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Five.
0: All right, so you lose five sanity. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not cut out for this kind.
0: Of what stuff. was your total sanity before you started losing sanity? What was s- your original starting sanity? I
1: started the game at 25, with like 97 in the other. That's like, your max.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? So, and what do you have now?
1: I had 22. Now I'm down to 17 because I just lost five.
0: All right. So we are going to go ahead and give you. A little bit of a condition.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was okay with the flying knife. That was all right. This chained up thing and the walled off. bit. What? This soul eater down here or whatever it is. Not cool. All
0: right. So I'd like you to roll 1d10, please. So we can determine what type of bout of madness that you're going to have
1: all right 1d10 coming up one
0: all right so you have some special talents from being a pulp character
1: okay yeah that's like true. your
0: quick draw and things like that yes you forget that you have any of these abilities
1: oh no
0: <laughs> you are kind of your mind is reeling, and you're kind of losing yourself right now.
1: All right. Okay.
0: And as you kind of step back in horror at what you're seeing, the figure rises up off of the pallet without really, like, pushing himself up. You know, that very stereotypical vampire out of the coffin Okay. levering up. I see. All right. Ugh. That's and he, even worse. And he turns to face you. His eyes bright in the lantern light. Okay. And his fingers, which are elongated in his half shriveled state, are very claw like in nature. Okay. However, you are faster than he is. So, what would you like to do?
1: Well, I'm, I think I'm just going to back away as quickly as possible. I mean, I noticed earlier. Because you know, based on your description, it is chained around the neck.
0: He has a chain around his neck.
1: Okay, so yeah, I'm just gonna back away, kind of in a panic. I'd like, you know, I think uh, the way that I came, so that I can, you know, maximize the distance between myself and this horrifying creature, but also, uh, you know, towards the uh, exit. You know. Which was the entrance.
0: Okay. Alright, so you move away from him. And then he just continues to press forward towards you. Okay. And uh, he's going to reach out with his gnarled, claw-like fingers.
1: Oh, no. so he can he can reach me even though with the the chain and everything
0: well he's not chained he has a chain around his neck
1: whoa oh i see so it's not like a a collar with a chain going somewhere right it's just a chain hanging around his yes neck. oh oh i see okay, <laughs> okay. do you want to uh, edit what you did no no, that's okay. I think at this point I would have noticed, like, oh, that chain isn't chaining him somewhere. It's just a chain, like a Mr. T-style chain hanging around his <laughs> neck. <laughs> like, you know. Sure. Okay. So now now I've noticed that.
0: Okay. So he is going to reach out his claw-like hands as he pushes forward. Um, I'd like you to go ahead and make a dodge.
1: Good idea. I think I should dodge this guy. Dodge, dodge.
0: It's in your skills.
1: Okay, there it is. I failed my dodge roll. All
0: right, you take six damage.
1: Because... Dodge is 45, just half my decks, and I rolled a 76. Oh, yeah.
0: That's no bueno.
1: That's not good. Okay. Right. so
0: So the tips of his fingers rip into your clothes and actually sink into your flesh and start to tear and rip through the muscle. You begin to bleed all over your suit clothes. Mm-hmm.
1: And that was Six.
0: Six. Okay, cool.
1: So, I'm now down to 21.
0: All right, what would you like to do?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to, like, try to get away from this thing if possible. I mean, my options are stay clawed by it or try to scramble away from it and shoot it
0: right um can i recommend staying clawed? perhaps dying in this basement those are all great options
1: (laughs) yeah uh i think i'm just uh, on on instinct i think on instinct i would just try to like flail away from the thing yeah you know and 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 sort of you know Just waffle windmill away from
0: it. Sure. Yeah. No, you're a lot faster than it is. Yeah. So Um, you, first of all, um, retreat. Like you feel its fingers like slipping out of your flesh. Ugh. Blood gushes after them. Gross. Okay. And you have your gun in your hand.
1: Yeah. And I just, I'm just going to, you know, blast it if possible
0: yeah go ahead and make your firearms check
1: okay carl's pretty handy with a pistol so i only have to beat an 81 for this <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that's an 84
0: all right so this is a good time for me to bring up luck because it's something we haven't used before right you can spend luck point for point to lower your roll if you want to. Since you're close, that right. might be something you can consider.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and roll that roll that eighty four down to an eighty one to okay. the tune of what three luck points? Three luck points. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do that. Considering I have seventy five luck. Yeah. So this
0: is a good time to spend some.
1: Let's go ahead and roll that down to 72.
0: And we're not going to play it campaign style where every time you spend luck, I get those luck points to use for enemies. We're just going to do it the regular way. That would be cool. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely makes the decision to spend luck a little bit harder. But for the sake of this being a standalone, we won't worry about that too much. Okay. So you... At first, like, you bring up your hand and having, like, forgotten your talents for using your gun properly and everything. Right. Your hand is shaking. Oh, okay. And you've kind of, like, fallen back. You're trying to hold the lantern and your gun and everything. You've Mm -hmm. fallen back over the hole you've made in the wall. Right. And um, then in a moment of clarity or luck, you bring down your pistol center mass, like, just trying to shoot for something. Yeah. All right. So, go ahead. I'll roll his dodge. See if he can get out of the way. Okay. He cannot. So, go ahead and roll your damage. All right.
1: So, for my pistol, that is 1d10 plus 2. Come on, baby. Six. Not bad. That's a total of eight damage.
0: Okay. So. So, this creature... Whatever it is, it's not really one that you would consider of flesh and blood. Um, like if you had been hunting, for example, you would expect to see muscle and blood and maybe even bone in the wound that you've created because it's a sizable wound. Okay. Um, but it's dry and jerky like and black inside. Oh, no. Um, but you've made like a huge hole in it, basically. And it stumbles as it continues to move towards you.
1: Okay. And and this thing has a head, right? It does. Okay. I mean, just as instinct would
0: have it, I mean, that's... You just barely succeeded by spending luck, so we had you go center mass for oh, this one. Oh, I
1: know. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think for subsequent shots. Right. <laughs> you know, what we want to aim for, so to speak.
0: Okay. So... Continues to move towards you. Go ahead and roll your dodge to see if you can get out of his way.
1: I hope for a happier result on the dodge this time. No. (laughs) 72.
0: All right. So you continue to just scrabble backwards, not very coordinated. Um, But you see that the creature, especially in its current wounded state, has to make some effort to get over the boards to get through the hole towards you. And so it takes kind of a swipe at you that's not very successful. Um, But it's continuing to press forward. What would you like to do?
1: Let's go ahead and shoot it again. You may try. I would like to try to shoot it again. Here we go. 35... And that is below my top little number. So that's a
0: hard success.
1: It's a hard success. The other one is extreme. Is that right? Yes. Okay. That is a hard success.
0: All right. So go ahead and roll your damage.
1: Okay. 1d10. (laughs) 1 plus 2. So that's a 3 on that. It was a really good hit, but.
0: That's still significant. So you end up basically shooting it in the shoulder as -hmm. you continue to scramble back in fear away from it. Um, And you see one of its arms just dryly drop off to the ground. And it looks down at the dusty wound and then looks back at you and snarls.
1: Oh, goodness. (laughs)
0: Okay. And I need you to dodge again.
1: Oh, man. So much dodging. Huh, cool. Looks like I'm going to make this one because that is a 20.
0: So it's a regular success?
1: Uh, no. That is a hard success. It's a hard success. On
0: dodge. So it suddenly lurches forward straight towards you, and you are able to kind of shake this fear out of your head, especially as you're getting closer to the stairs. And you leap up, because you've been kind of crab-scrabbling backwards, Um, and you leap up, and you kind of throw the lantern down, you study your pistol in both hands, and you kind of leap up towards the stairs, and it completely misses you. Oh, good. What would you like to do? Um,
1: I, I'm i just going to keep shooting at this thing as much as possible sure
0: you still have bullets right
1: i do um, <laughs> i mean considering that i would have had uh seven in my magazine and, and one in the pipe that i would have had eight even though the ammo was listed as seven so which, which one are we going with here seven plus one or seven
0: seven plus one is fine
1: okay yeah so well, i still have five left okay then. So I'm going to try to shoot it
0: again. Sure.
1: If possible. Go for it. Okay. All right. So that's an 11, which I believe is an extreme success because it's below 16.
0: Awesome. So you're going to do something that in the game is called an impale, which is basically like a critical hit.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: Have you already checked this box, by the way? Uh, I have not. Make sure to do that because you've been successful.
1: Okay, check it once.
0: Yes. All right, so when you impale, you do max damage plus you roll the weapon damage and add that to it.
1: Nice. So I'm starting from 12 and I'm rolling a 1d10.
0: Exactly. Okay.
1: Well, I rolled a 1. So lucky for basement vampire teeth.
0: So that's a 13? Yes. All right. So... Not expecting you to kind of leap up onto the broken stairway. Um, it's not prepared when, as part of that move, you've thrown the lantern down. You have your pistol in both hands. You've leapt backwards to get a good sight on it. Mm-hmm. And really a little bit of elevation. Oh, yeah. And you level your pistol right at its face. Ooh. And you pull that trigger. And there is a huge, loud bang. Obviously, it's a gun mm-hmm. in this echoey kind of basement. Right. And its head just kind of blows apart into this strange combination of dust and jerky. And
1: <laughs> Dusty jerky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, little like feathery filaments of skin, leathery bits. You know, just everywhere behind it. Okay. And the rest of the body falls to the ground.
1: Oh, okay. I feel like I beat this thing. I'm kind of breathing, breathing Did a Did you heavy. check your dodge, by the way? Um,
0: no. Okay, make sure to do that. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to give you a moment to collect yourself. Yeah. I would cause... like you to choose to either roll your int or your edu mm-hmm. to kind of piece some things together. But I'll give you; it's your choice.
1: Okay. Um. I think we're gonna go with uh, int. Okay. As I'm crouched on the broken stairs, panting <laughs> right now, <laughs> yeah, with my smoking pistol <laughs> in my hands. Okay. A 69, dude. <laughs> Which is a, a regular success.
0: All right. So, as you kind of catch your breath and you can feel kind of the broken pieces of your mind start to knit back together, and you're kind of remembering yourself and your training, and then you start to think back on the evidence that you gathered before you came down here. Mm hmm. And something kind of rings in your mind about the body of one Walter Corbett being interred in the basement of his home.
1: Right. That's right. He was buried in the basement of his home. Could that have been Walter Corbett?
0: And then you remember there was a table in the room.
1: There was? Okay. Huh. I don't know if I have the nerves to examine the body of the creature yet. Sure. But if I do...
0: Well, to be fair, the bout of madness that you got was had nothing to do with fear. It was all about kind of losing yourself a little bit. I see. So you certainly could examine him if you'd like to.
1: Yeah, I'd like to examine the body then,
0: if sure. possible. Um, Typically... This would be medicine, depending on what you were looking for. So what kind of examination are you doing?
1: I want to look at the physical evidence. I want to look at the chain. I want to look if there's any clothes, any stuff I got. All
0: right. So what skill are you using? Um,
1: For physical
0: evidence. I mean, if you're just looking for something out of the ordinary, that would be spot hidden. If you're trying to place him in time, that's something along the lines of history. You know, you have a lot of options here for how you want to approach the situation.
1: Okay. History is bad. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with spot hidden to see if there's just anything that- Sure. Is out of the ordinary that yep. kind of jumps out at me. I think but... that's good. All right. So I made a successful spot hidden roll before. This one's tough for me because it's only 25. Yeah, 47. Not Mm going to do it.
0: Yeah, and I don't think you want to spend that much luck.
1: No, no. Oh, no.
0: He's hard to look at. I mean, there are bits of what should be gore that it's kind of like, almost like you exploded something that was preserved or stuffed almost. Um, like so a,
1: Like a football filled with beef jerky and dust.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so as you start to examine, it just kind of makes you feel really uneasy and sick. Um, So you're not really able to get much out of it.
1: And I can't see anything about the chain around its neck specifically.
0: Well, what kind of, what are you looking for there? Well,
1: just, I noticed that there was a chain before. Right. So, looking at the chain that I know is there. So, why don't we push your roll? Closely? If you want to.
0: Okay. So, when you fail at something that's not combat related, mm-hmm. you can push your roll, which means you roll again. However, if you fail, it is a critical failure.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's try it. Okay. Um, This time I rolled a double zero and a five.
0: Like five in your ones place? Yes. Okay, so that's a 5. A 5.
1: Cool. So that ties my extreme success score, but is lower than my hard success okay. score.
0: Okay. So you are able to kind of like swallow what's rising in your mm-hmm. throat. Mm-hmm. And you just focus on the chain. Don't look at the meat. Look at the chain. Right. And you notice that the chain is kind of forged. It's not like um like the rounded loops. That are put together to make a chain. They're flat pieces of metal, Um, so they're kind of these, almost like hammered out rings. Okay, yeah. Um, And as you kind of look at it more closely, you can see that engraved on the individual links Uh are the same symbol that you saw on the ruins of the church.
1: Okay, that kind of like a triangle with the pointy points. Yes. Radiating out in the eye in the middle. Exactly. Well, we're gonna leave that chain be. Uh, I'm not gonna touch the chain. Okay. And let's let's head back into the other room through the, the hole. Alright, so
0: stepping over the body. Yes. You make your way back through the hole you've made in the wall. And inside you can see that there is a now empty pallet and a table.
1: Okay. Yeah, and you said that I remember there was a table. So I'll just, I'd like to take a look at the table now.
0: All right. So as you approach the table, did you pick up your lantern again, I'm assuming?
1: You know, I'm always going to grab a lantern because I can't see in the dark. So It's <laughs> just right. kind of a default sort of thing.
0: There tonight. are um, a number of what look like very old papers on the table.
1: Okay. And by the light of the lantern, am I able to read these? Can I try to read these? Some of them are so
0: old and weathered um, and like desiccated that you can't really make out what's on them. Mm -hmm. One of them appears to be a very detailed horoscope of some kind. Um, But that's all you could make out from just like looking at it with the lantern.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, I can put all these papers in my satchel, I suppose, for later examination or collaboration with another expert or with an expert. Right. I think. Um, I mean, if I can't examine them here, I'd, I'd like to see if I can keep them for later examination.
0: So you're going to pick them up? Yes. So when you touch the papers, they crumble to dust in oh, your grass. No.
1: Oh no. I wasn't able to determine the significance of the papers. And they crumble to dust, you say. Yes. Okay. Um what else do we have here on this table?
0: That appears to be it. Oh. So you could certainly, if you want to make an intro, Mm-hmm. See if you can remember what you were able to make out and transcribe that into one of your your own books.
1: Yeah, I'll see if I can uh, make a transcription from my short-term memory while it's still fresh in my mind. 46. My int is 75.
0: Nice. So. So, yeah, you frantically, like, you're feeling around, like, your bag's not down here with you. Or was it in the basement with you? Because you climbed no. down, so yeah. I assume that. no. But you can take your time at this point. You make your way back up to where you had papers and you're frantically like writing everything down. And it's almost helping you to kind of clear your mind. Yeah, it's a from little. From this trauma that cathartic. you've. Cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> endured. <laughs> right. Um, but you believe, mostly because you're being told by the keeper, that you have resolved the issue of what was haunting this home.
1: Huh. Put it to rest killed the creature in the swamp
0: not in the swamp you know
1: in a, in a manner of speaking because it's not a swamp it's a basement that's not in new orleans so it's not swampy but
0: <laughs> all right so i'm just going to give you a little bit of an what's it is it an epilogue at the end yes okay prologue at the beginning right right okay It's a little bit of an epilogue. Okay. You get all your things together, including the strange books and journals that you found. You report in uh, to your employer that you have found and exercised, as you put it, the body of one Walter Corbett in the basement. Um, and that you believe the house is now safe to inhabit. Okay. Um, and you are paid for your work.
1: Excellent, because I'm kind of broke.
0: Well, he gave you some money up front.
1: True, but you know times are tough all over.
0: So he gives you another twenty five dollars.
1: In in accordance with my contract. Yes. Okay.
0: Just asking, do you take the knife with you?
1: Oh, um, hmm. On the way out of the basement, yes, I think I would have eyed the knife one more time, right? Okay, or I looked at it and thought, hmm, and gathering every ounce of my will and stealing myself for another confrontation I think I'd like to um, wrap my hand around the hilt and see if I feel any sort of vibration or sign of life in it.
0: Alright, go ahead and make a spot hidden. Hmm, 49 versus
1: 25, so no.
0: Yeah, you don't feel anything.
1: Okay, so since that's the case, I'm I feel like the energy, the life has kind of gone out of it. So bracing myself for another struggle, I'd like to try to, you know, wrench it from the, the wood in which it's stuck.
0: Yeah. You pull it out of the wood, takes you a few kind of wiggles and pulls because you got it in there. Pretty, pretty good last time. Mm -hmm. And the knife is in your hand you don't feel any movement or anything like that. What would you like to do?
1: Um, I'd like to put it in my uh, in my satchel. Okay. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for now, I mean, until I can come up with some sort of lockbox for it or something, I like to kind of strap it in there.
0: All right. So over the next few days you are able to construct kind of a case for this knife. Mm. You also are able, if you'd like to, to read through the journals. Yes. All right. So you gain four Cthulhu Mythos. Ooh.
1: From the journals?
0: Yes. Okay. Wow.
1: That puts me up to six.
0: And you have learned some magic.
1: What?
0: So on your second page, there should be an area where you can write in kind of rituals and spells and stuff like that. Uh, Yes.
1: Hmm. Arcane tomes, spells, and artifacts. Yes. Okay. So
0: you've learned a spell. Okay. It is summon slash... Bind dimensional shambler.
1: Oh wow. Okay.
0: You also notice over the days that follow that the place where you were injured by Walter Corbett's claws Mm -hmm. become pretty viciously infected. Oh no. You end up having to go into the hospital. And it takes weeks for you to recover. Oh, wow. But you do make a recovery.
1: Oh, managed to convalesce.
0: <laughs> and as you're finishing up your recovery in the hospital, mm-hmm. you receive a letter. Okay. The return address and the seal identify the letter as being from the Miskatonic University. Okay in Arkham, Massachusetts.
1: Ooh, I see. What, what does
0: it say? The letter states that they have heard of the excellent work you have done in exploring the strange and occult. Mm-hmm. And they invite you to attend the university as a guest lecturer for which you will be paid.
1: I see. Hmm. Okay. Hopefully plus expenses.
0: The offer appears to be very generous. And it covers your travel expenses.
1: Ah, nice.
0: As well as offering you room and board while you are at the university.
1: Okay. Excellent. This sounds good. I'm in need of a new gig.
0: And so... You begin to plan your journey, which will require going by road through, you know, just not too far, but you'll, you have to take a little bit of a roundabout way to get there because it's in a little bit of an out of the way area.
1: Okay. Like I could take a a train, but then I'd have to take a a bus or a cab or something. Right.
0: Okay. So you're planning your route and this is, where are we time-wise?
1: Uh, 50, 58 minutes.
0: All right. So let's go through the process of as you're recovering and spending all this time, you would have been able to kind of learn from the experiences that you've had. Fair, yeah, fair enough. So this is the equivalent of leveling in this game because you don't really level, right. uh, but you do improve skills.
1: You improve based on successes and failures. Yes.
0: Okay. So let me... Grab the rules. We're going to start with your sanity because that's a little bit different in pulp, Cthulhu.
1: Yeah, I was down to 17 out of um, 25 that I had started with out of a max of 97.
0: All right, so you do recover your hit points that you lost.
1: Okay, good. So that puts me back up to 27
0: all right. During the course of your reflection and recovery in and out of the hospital and things like that, uh-huh. um, you spend some time with things that are comforting to you, like your coin collection. Mm-hmm. And that's able to help you kind of work through and forget the issues that you had. Can you... All right. So I need you to roll 1d10.
1: 1d10. 10
0: all right so you were 10 sanity points
1: all right cool so my max is 97 i started at 25
0: you were at 22 though
1: i was at 17 oh you're
0: at 17 so now you're at 27 so
1: okay so you just add that you can't exceed your max but you can exceed your starting
0: yes okay and then when we start the new story mm-hmm. 27 will be your starting point instead yeah. of 25
1: sure that makes sense okay
0: all right. Now, for every skill that you have a checkbox for, we're going to do a roll.
1: Okay. So we're just going to start maybe alphabetically. Sure. Or whatever.
0: Okay. So, what's the first skill you have checked? Climb. All right. So go ahead and roll your climb, just as usual. Now, before we go, just in case you believe in intention, your goal is to fail these rolls.
1: Oh. I see. Okay. Not All to right. succeed. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. I'm trying to beat a 70 for climb.
0: Because it's harder for you to improve skills you're already good at.
1: 13.
0: All right. So your climb does not improve.
1: Okay. So do I
0: uncheck that you one? You can uncheck that box now.
1: Okay. Next is Dodge. This one should be a little easier. So we're hoping for a happy result. A 10 and a 0, that's just a 10.
0: Yeah. Right, yep.
1: Mm, Sadly, no. (laughs) I was hoping to improve dodge, but no such luck. Okay. Next is fighting brawl, which is going to be the toughest one yet. 51 again with a no. Where were you when I was rolling dodge? With my gun? <laughs> okay. Firearms, handgun. Trying to beat an 81. This is going to be a, a miracle, kids. 70. Again. We got
0: close. No. So, so far, not increasing much. Nope. But again, you're looking at a lot of skills you're already good at. Which are supposed to be difficult to increase. True. So. Except for dodge. Except for dodge, which Which you just got shit luck on. Rolled crappy on. (laughs) Okay.
1: Next is listen. 50. So no improvement there either. So I had to beat a 70.
0: Oh, you're good at listen.
1: Yes. Right. So here we have a cult. I only have to beat 30. (laughs) <laughs> so i have a pretty good chance not to jinx it but here let's, we go let's hope let's hope 59 so all right cool we get to see how this works
0: all right roll 1d10 seven and add that to your current skill
1: okay so i go from 30 to 37 correct And that also affects my little uh numbers
0: that is correct so i'll grab those Somehow. for you
1: Okay.
0: So you're at a 37?
1: 37.
0: So your little numbers are 18 and 7.
1: Okay. Next up is spot hidden. And not to jinx it, but I should be able to beat this one of flying colors. My spot hidden is only 25. So let's see if I jinxed it. (laughs) 46.
0: No jinx. So roll 1d10 and add that to your skill.
1: All right. Here we go. Three. So 28.
0: Cool. So your little numbers will be 14 and 5.
1: 14 and 5. And remove my checkmark. Okay. That's it.
0: All right, so we're also going to roll luck.
1: Luck, okay.
0: So you want to roll under your current luck value.
1: I want to roll under.
0: Oh, well, no, you won't. we want to fail it as usual for all improvements okay. if we can.
1: So we want to roll over current right. luck. Right. 27, not
0: gonna Not going to happen. So you don't recover any luck points.
1: I don't recover any. Okay.
0: So you're going to stay at the level that you are after your spending.
1: Yeah. I'm going to yeah. stay at 72.
0: Yep. Which is a lot. So you're fine.
1: Yeah. That's not bad. I'm okay with that. All
0: right. So after your first foray into the supernatural, you've had a little bit of improvement, primarily in your occult and spot hidden, which makes sense. You use those a lot. And you've probably studied them in the meantime because they, well, one, your occult failed you. True into you found that it was to your advantage to be able to identify such things in this last foray
1: yeah if i'm gonna be investigating things i want to be able to notice
0: stuff right so that's kind of how improvement works in this game nice so so you can uncheck all your boxes if you haven't already okay all right let's take a little break to talk about the system what did you think of call of cthulhu
1: that was really cool. Uh, I think it lets you focus on the story, you know, and you're not so worried about, um, you know, making your roles or, or what have you. You know, it, it has a very real feel of it. Like, I was able to inhabit the character very well in that musty basement with that thing rising up and, and coming at me and interact with it in a very realistic and satisfying way.
0: Good. Yeah, I think um, the D100 type systems offer a lot in giving you a little bit more granularity in your skills compared to systems that are out of like 20, for example. Um, So it gives a lot more variation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's definitely a little crunchier in some aspects, but it definitely serves the story well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that you handle uh, various failures and stuff like that that um, it's very plausible, and so it doesn't interrupt anything right. so the that the system empowers you to do that is very nice.
0: I like that you did get an impale though so we could talk about how that works.
1: yeah, we seem to cover a lot of different bases, and that was that was also cool. you know we went we ran the the, the gauntlet, so to speak, from um, you know a, a extreme failure to an extreme success
0: right all right so in your next because we're going to do two mini call of cthulhu adventures this one was the investigation focused adventure with a little bit of combat at the end mm-hmm. the next one is going to be much more action oriented and less investigation oriented so
1: hopefully carl will be able to hold his own <laughs> crawling through crawl spaces with a lantern Come out to the coast, have a few beers, we'll have some laughs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, um, you will, the uh, next part of the story will take place in your kind of stopping point in your journey on your way to the Miskatonic University. At
1: at a way station or similar maybe. Or a boarding house, a hostel, who knows?
0: So, it will be with the same character since he didn't die. (laughs) You'll be able to keep him with his improved skills. Carl lived. He lived. Um, And we will go from there.
1: All right. Thanks for coming out.